Greetings everybody and welcome back to our weekly podcast on migration in Europe, the Mediterranean and the world. Today we've got news from Turkey, Ukraine and the European Union and Norway. We'll start with news from Ukraine. On the 20th of November, the Russian army bombed eastern Ukraine 400 times. The fiercest battles are underway in the Donetsk region. On the 21st of November, some explosions took place near the reactors of the Ukrainian nuclear power plant of Zaporizhia. This is what the International Atomic Energy Agency wrote on its website referring to the bombings on Saturday and Sunday in the area of the largest nuclear plant in Europe. The explosions were among the most intense in recent months and happened very, very close to the plan. On the 23rd of November, the European Parliament decided to designate Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism, arguing that Moscow's military strikes on civilian targets such as energy infrastructure, hospitals, schools and shelters violate international law. As a consequence, there were Russian raids in various Ukrainian cities. Explosions in Kiev, all of Lviv was left without electricity. Massive blackouts also happened in Moldova. The Russian rocket attacks on Kiev resulted in at least three dead and six wounded. Norway. Norway's foreign ministry said Sunday that the country would take in 20 of the migrants rescued by the Ocean Viking, who disembarked in France after Italy blocked access to its ports. The Ocean Viking, a Norwegian-flagged vessel operated by a French NGO, had picked up 234 migrants at sea near the Libyan coast before spending weeks seeking a port to accept them. After pleading for days to be allowed to dock in Italy, the Ocean Viking was allowed to dock at the French port of Toulon earlier in November, in what French government called an exceptional decision. Around 40 minors have been placed in social care, while 189 adults were brought to a center to evaluate the validity of their asylum requests. Of the adults, 123 people did not provide sufficient proof to back up their claims and were denied entry, the French Interior Ministry declared. The 66 others are said to be transferred to 11 other EU nations, including Germany, Finland and Portugal, which have agreed to take them in under a voluntary scheme that Italy wants to be made compulsory for all EU members. Despite not being an EU member, Norway's foreign ministry said Saturday that it would accept 20 of the migrants. The standoff between France and Italy rekindled the EU immigration debate and heightened tensions between France and Italy's new far-right government under Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni. Under international maritime law, vessels in distress must be granted access to the nearest port, which means Italy takes in a much larger share than its EU neighbors of the migrants rescued while trying to cross from North Africa. Belgium. The European Court of Human Rights has issued an injunction against the Belgian authorities, ordering them to provide immediate accommodation to 148 asylum seekers. The European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg ordered uh, on Tuesday that the Belgium asylum agency FEDASIL provided accommodation for 148 asylum seekers who have been 
made homeless as reception centers in the country are full. Last month, uh, the European Court of Human Rights applied a so-called interim measure in a similar case filed by a Guinean asylum seeker, Abdullahi Kamara. He had arrived in Belgium in mid-July and had applied for asylum but had not been allocated a place in reception facility and had been forced to live on the streets. And last but not least, news from Turkey. At least 31 people died in the Turkish raids in northern Syria, while 40 were injured, according to the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. The airstrikes conducted between Saturday night and Sunday before dawn by the Turkish army in the provinces of Raqqa and Ahsake, northeast, and Aleppo, north, killed 18 Kurdish fighters and members of the local allied forces, 12 Syrian soldiers and a civilian reports the NGO, which has a vast network of sources in Syria. Turkey announced last Saturday it had launched a military offensive against Kurdish militias in Syria and Iraq, calling its operation Sword Claw. The Turkish Defense Ministry has pointed the finger at those regions of northern Syria and Iraq, which it says are used as bases by terrorists. The indictment that follows the attack in the center of Istanbul by a few days, which caused the death of six people, and which Ankara, which also arrested the alleged perpetrator, attributes to the Kurdish body of the PKK and to the Syrian Kurdish militias affiliated with the YPG and YPJ. On November the 21st, the Operation Clawsword launched by the Turkish army against Kurdish forces in Iraq and Syria will not be limited to air raids. This is what President Recep Tayyip Erdogan stated and was quoted by the Anadolu Agency. He signaled that ground troops could also be used. Erdogan said before ordering the start of the military operation that he did not hold talks with the United States or Russia. Washington and Moscow know that Turkey can carry out military operations of this type against Kurdish forces at any time, added the Turkish president, criticizing the United States for having unfortunately sent thousands of weapons, equipment and ammunition to terror areas in Syria. During the first day of military operations, 45 targets were destroyed in Iraqi Kurdistan, about 140 kilometers south of the Turkish border, and 44 in northern Syria, 20 kilometers from the Turkish border, Erdogan said, adding that anyone who disturbs the Turkish territory will pay a heavy price for these actions. And with this last piece of news, we thank you so much for your attention.